Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we welcome you here into the radio room at Lake Orion High School for an episode of the immaculate and prestigious podcast, Sweet Seats. This is going to be the seventh episode of the third season. We are coming at you here inside of Lake Orion High School on a brisk Thursday morning as today we will address some important topics within the Detroit sports world. My name is Ben Shadel, your host today, and I'm glad and very lucky to be joined today by my partners in crime, Zach Hayes on the audio board. In the other radio room, we got Dylan Lindbergh and Rocky, a.k.a. the Italian Stallion Balboa, a.k.a. Ariando, or excuse me, Ardando. Boys, how are we feeling today? Fantastic. I'm feeling great. Feeling great. Amazing, amazing. So we just got back from Thanksgiving break here at Lake Orion High School. How was everybody's Thanksgiving before we start? Fantastic. It was How how, how was your Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving? I don't don't know tell you. Uh, it was great, um, but you know, lines lost. Um, we did have seven to years watch in a row. Yeah. Seven Sorry, who's we? Oh, you had to watch it. Sorry, go ahead. No, uh, that uh, the moon thing. I don't know the uh, the waxing gibbous. Yep. The waxing gibbous. Uh, I don't know. It's a curse. It the is lions suck on Thanksgiving. It's just I don't know if you guys have you, ever, have you ever watched that Family Guy clip where Brian falls into the lion pit at the zoo and he is asking the lions if they should be in Detroit losing on Thanksgiving. It's pretty funny. <laughs> I it's have seen funny. that. Yes, Ben. Very, very funny. Because I know you love your Family Guy. Oh, I love my Family Guy. I mean, I'm not a ta- I'm not a Lions fan, so anytime I see them lose, it just brings me joy personally. How is that? You're a Dan Campbell fan. That's a quote from you. I'm a Dan Campbell fan. I will say that because so I don't, don't want to do be like a bandwagon. watching them lose? Because, uh, well, I don't know. I just, I, <clears throat> impersonally for me, I'm not going to say I'm a Lions fan because that would that would make me a bandwagon, and I don't want to be considered a bandwagon. You but live I, in I, Michigan. I respect what Dan Campbell has done. I think he is the best motivator in the NFL right now. Uh, this this dude can make me run through a brick wall, honestly, with with the words and he says and everything. It's it's really remarkable. Um, but in terms of Thanksgiving dinner, Zach, what what did you have for Thanksgiving dinner? I want to hear I want to hear this plate at the Hayes house. Of course you would. It is the <laughs> most basic Thanksgiving. It is turkey stuffing, mashed potatoes, and green bean casserole. That's it. Didn't have like any like any buns or rolls or anything like that. Nope. We, oh come on, dude. Those are like, like ham. Those are necessities for Thanksgiving. Oh, we did have we did have ham. We did have ham. I will say that we did have ham. Sounds like a pretty plain Thanksgiving. What about you guys, huh? It's it's Thanksgiving. It's what it. That's what it is. You gotta add something special to it. Mm -hmm. We uh, got some cornbread casserole. There you go. Yeah, cornbread in there. Mm. Uh, Turkey, obviously, smoked turkey. Oh, that's good. Smoked turkey. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Some ham, you know, in there. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, Let's see. What else do we have? Mashed potatoes. Homemade mashed potatoes. Good. Good. Stuff like that. Got some gravy Um, on those. Absolutely. Have to. Have to. Turkey gravy. Oh, you have to. See, with, here's gravy. my thing with turkey. I love turkey if if it's not dry. You know what I mean? It cannot be dry. I, 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 there's no other way to say that, but it can't. Exactly, 100%. What about you, Rocky? How was your Thanksgiving dinner? It was pretty good. I mean, we had, like, literally anything you can think of, but... Mm-hmm. That's what Thanksgiving is? Yeah, pretty much. All I had, though, was a bunch of stuffing, a bunch of mashed potatoes, and, like, a tiny piece of ham. Yeah. And that's all I ate. There you go. Anyways, let's get into it a little bit here. Uh, recently, let's go over a little bit of Detroit Tigers news as we begin out today. The Tigers recently announced that their first uh, offer and uh, successful signing of this free agency period has been Kenta Maeda. He was formerly a Japanese pitcher, played on multiple teams. Uh, last year was a Minnesota Twin. And Scott Harris inked him up to a two-year, $24 million deal. Zach, you know a lot about baseball. Let's start off with you first. How, what do you think about this move in terms of the Tigers adding, adding a veteran pitcher to their pitching staff? Well, we've seen that's been kind of, I'm not going to say a weak point of the Tigers, but very inconsistent over the last few seasons. And I think that adding a veteran pitcher, adding somebody new in the starting rotation, is going to be a very big help, honestly, because they that's kind of what they need. They need a little bit more veteran presence now that Mickey's gone. Um so I think it's a good move. I think pitching is 
they're going to be better than last season, hopefully. But yeah. adding him was definitely a good move. Definitely. I mean, he, Kenta is 35 years old currently. Um, and in terms of this pitching staff, now you have a guy who's been established and has been in those big games in the playoffs and really at any point down the road. Uh, what do you guys think on the other side about this signing? Um, I think it's great. You know, Tark Skubal was injured a little bit of last year. He is 27-year-old. He is young. He's looked like a great pitcher so far in his career. But you have that veteran to, you know, grow him in his uh, in his trades and it, grow him in other things. Kenta Maeda is a great pitcher. He um, low. He's a low ERA guy. Doesn't give up a lot of runs. High strikeouts. I mean, he's just. I don't know, great around the board. And he is dirty from the left side. Mm-hmm. It is bad. It is While we were we were talking to our classmates here in SBC and TBW, me and you, Zach, the other day, and we were talking about how, you know, you throw Casey Mize in there in the first game. He's throwing about 96, 98 miles Mid an hour. Mid to high right? 90s. <laughs> then second game, you throw Kenta Maeda in there, who has a 90-mile-an-hour fastball and dirty, dirty awesome. He's stuff. got the whole – he will throw the book at you. It's, it is it's, just it, – It's a great game plan. I mean, you also – for the Tigers, they also have other pitchers in the starting rotation, like Tariq Skubal, like you mentioned, Dylan. Uh, they also – also have right-handers uh, Reese Olsen, Casey Mize, and Matt Manning, and even the new one that not many fans have heard about, Sawyer Gibson Long. So what do you guys think is going to be the uh, starting rotation on opening day if there are no other additions right now in free agency? I think they stick true to what they have. Tark Skubal, I think, will get the uh, get the ace, will get the start for the first game. Kenta Maeda will probably be like a second-day guy. Um, he'll definitely be up there. He'll get in the rotation. But I see Alex Lang playing the same uh, role that he did last mm-hmm. year, being a closer, uh, everything like that. I'm not really sure on relievers yet. But, um, yeah, I, I see Tarek Skubal starting out the year. I definitely could see him being the race this year. I agree. I mean, you know, realistically, with, with this Tigers team, you have Chris Fetter, who is, in my opinion, the best pitching coach in all of the MLB. I mean, last year we saw him take a lot of players – who I've never even heard of in the in the bullpen and turned them into basically an all-star level bullpen team. Um, that was really mainly the, the Tigers' strongest part last year, and Chris Fetter has to have a lot of respect and praise for his development of all these pitchers and players. Um, you know, like, like we said, um, I mean, in terms of opening day starting lineup, I can 100% see school starting there. Um, and then probably Mize at the two, and then Mize at the three, just because you got to have, in my opinion, that dominant transfer from Mize with the high 90s fastball. That's what you're focusing focusing on if you're a batter against him. Now turning to Kent Maeda, who has a lot of off-speed, dirty stuff. So that's really the difference there. Rocky, what is your opinion on this take? Um, I agree with Dylan. I think Tariq Skubal is going to go in, and Kent Maeda is just going to kind of be like that, like second-day guy, and... Yeah, I think they're going to stay really true to kind of just how it's been with all their players, but I think it's going to be like a little bit of a shake-up with Kenta Maeda coming in. Just like He's going to add a lot of strength to the bullpen, and I guess we'll just see what happens there. Yeah, I don't think it's going to shift around much, but I do think we're going to have to wait and see where Maeda gets put in there. And another thing, as you were mentioning about the mixing up the speed and the off-speed, at this point, with how many with how many years people have been throwing high 90s, early, low 100s, speed is no longer just going to cut it. You mm-hmm. cannot have just 100-mile-an-hour fastball. You have movement. You cannot have 100-mile-an-hour fastball and be successful without anything else, which is different than, I mean, look at a decade ago, we had a Rolls Chapman. Just he, All he had to do was Chuck throw down the middle. a buck three, and you're done. Like <laughs> Chuck that's, it down the middle. That's all he had to do. Now I think with the – Jumping of the velocity versus the movement off speed, I think that's going to be a very 
proficient spot in the Tigers roster. I agree, Zach. I mean, this this Tigers team really has the potential to go on and get a lot of big pieces this year um, and, you know, realistically try to be able to contend. But, I mean, what, one of the biggest things that I've always wanted for the MLB is um, is a salary cap. And that's not, it doesn't have to be the exact same as other leagues like the N- like the NBA and the NFL. But when you have these these teams like the Dodgers and the Yankees who are top two in terms of payroll, I think it was actually the Mets and the Rangers last year, but you have teams like the Yankees and, and the Dodgers who are consistently in the top five in terms of payroll, pay, paying upwards of over $200 million per year, and they're always competitive. We've heard rumors that both Shohei Otani and the Japanese, uh, the Japanese pitcher right now that a lot of people are, gar- a lot of teams are garnering for, are are probably going to Los Angeles to pay f- play for the Dodgers. And it's be- just, it just because seems, of that the money. It's, it's just unfair. It's awful in my opinion. I just have like one problem with the whole salary cap thing. We've seen like these great, like Yankees pay all this money, Dodgers play- pay all this money. They're not going far in the playoffs right now. I mean, the Dodgers won yeah. a couple of years ago, but they're not going far. You don't need that money. You think you look at the Rays, one of the lowest payrolls in all of the MLB, and they're constantly making it to World Series late in the playoffs. It's like you you want that World Series to make other teams stronger, but like you also have these teams that don't need that don't need that at this point in time. And at that point, you're just diminishing the game yeah. because you have pitchers like where did Mac? I was it who? What was the high end pitcher? Was it Max Scherzer that went to? One of the high-end... Max Scherzer went to the Rangers. Yeah. Rangers, year, yes. Those are high-end payroll teams, right? And they're yep. getting these stud pitchers. Like, absolute, they will shut down anybody. But that's all they have. Yeah. Because yeah. they can just throw money at the problem. Because the, per- the player doesn't have to worry about how the team performs. They're getting a fat paycheck every month. It doesn't matter. Yeah. You looked at the Mets, uh, what the Mets started with last year. Justin Verlander and um, what you said. Um, Max Scherzer. Max Scherzer, yeah. They both... Th- that's a... That's one of the largest two pitchers, one of the best two pitching combos you can have in the MLB. And two of the highest paid as well. Two yeah. of the highest paid. They both left. They were getting paid a lot of money. Then they went to other teams that are just going to pay more money. True. I mean, it's like they got— And you can't blame the player. I'm not blaming the players, but it's kind of ridiculous. I, I definitely agree with the salary cap because you have teams that are low budget but that are still competing because as a team, they can be better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we talked about— uh, or excuse me, Yamamoto going to the uh, the Dodgers along with Shohei Otani. So right now the Dodgers can essentially take the best player in Japan and the best player in all of baseball right now in this offseason and throw guy. money at him. I think it's ridiculous. I think it's, it is absolutely ridiculous. It's awful. I mean, the fact that uh, Chris Illich is not spending money right now is really bad. Um, but I think it's just atrocious that these teams, these big market teams, are able to go out there and, and buy these these players that they can go out and win. We saw with the Texas Rangers this year. I mean, they went out and spent bags on Marcus Simeon and Corey Seager, and those are the really two big superstars that have led them to those worlds, to this World Series. I mean, it just it's awful, in my opinion, because right now you have th- really three levels of teams in the MLB. You have small market teams like the Oakland Athletics who really can't compete at all unless you innovate a new system like Moneyball that we saw. You have the high market teams who are just spending money to buy and wins. There's no rebuild whatsoever. You're lucky if you have a, a great guy come up in the minor leagues like Aaron Judge did for the Yankees. They don't have they don't have a long-term plan. Yeah. They don't have any long-term advancement it and if you go game. if you go to a farm team for the Los Angeles Dodgers, you will not make it past Double A. 100%. Yeah. Maybe Triple A if you're lucky. Yeah. It's almost the same thing that the Rams did a couple years ago. They yeah. bought their way to the Super Bowl, but it happens every year in baseball. But they, the the difference between the M- the NFL and the MLB is that that only lasts for one year. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, with the MLB, 
you now have the opportunity to, oh, we just went out there and bought Aaron Donald or Matthew Stafford or whatever, you know, oh, they're gone now? Okay, let's go on and just pay this guy $30 million this year to come play for me. You know, it's it's just ridiculous. And then you, going back to the levels, you have three levels. You have the small market teams, the high market teams, and then you have the middle-of-the-pack teams who really are still sticking true to the honest rebuild form like the Tigers are doing right now. I mean, which as much as it yeah. sucks not winning every year, not going to the playoffs, I mean, you can you have to just sit there and appreciate the fact that we are a traditional, very like honest team. Yeah, uh, we're not yeah, we're not throwing money at right. every problem we face. I don't you're know right. about you guys, but it's nice to be able to wear the same jersey every year to a Tigers game and not have to buy a new jersey every year for a new player. That's good. Yeah. Like yeah. we've had a strong Miguel Cabrera has been on the Tigers for who knows how entire long. career, mm-hmm. almost and his entire career at Detroit. You can wear a Miguel Cabrera jersey to Tiger to the Comerica Park every day. It's not like he's getting traded every day. Like um, Braves fans, like Freddie Freeman, you bought that jersey, and now he's on the Dodgers, and then who knows, he might be going somewhere else because mm-hmm. they're just chasing their money. The Dodgers, the Yankees, all these other teams. It's like, I don't know, It's as a fan base, you like to see those like players stick around. Yeah. And, and that's a really good point with Freddie Freeman because we saw how many years was he at Atlanta. He was Multiple. there for so Multiple. many years yeah. because that's, that was his team. He was there, kind of their Miggy, yeah. right? He was there. He was locked down to their team. But then, as we've seen, probably when do you think this? How many years ago do you think this started? I would say like three or four years ago. Not, no, not, not, not even, that. not even, not even a decade. Yeah. Less than a, within the past decade, we've just seen teams like the Dodgers mm-hmm. just barrel through and throw money at people and say we're going to pay you a ridiculous salary because we can afford it. Come play for us, and we're still not going to win a World Series every year. Yeah, the, just, th- that's what's crazy, funny. too. It's like they're throwing money at these people, but they're not winning every year. No. You're seeing different teams go every year. You think, what, it was the Rangers and the Diamondbacks this year? Like yeah. three years ago, the Diamondbacks were a bottom five team that's in the, the whole, MLB. That's the best part about baseball, though, is you have the Diamondbacks who, if you're if you're tuning into the game, I don't care if you're from at, if you're from Atlanta, I don't care if you're from Arizona, if you're from Washington, D.C., if you're not in Texas, you're probably rooting for the Diamondbacks yeah. because they were a bottom five team two years ago, and now they're up here contending with these teams that have huge, much bigger payrolls than them. And honestly, they almost won the World Series this year. Corbin yeah. Carroll is going to be a beast in his future career. I mean, it was exciting to watch the Arizona Diamondbacks play this season. Yeah. Do you think the same thing with, like, uh, I don't know, the Phillies are kind of going to that. Yeah. They, were, they weren't like that for a long time, but they've gone to this, like, throw money at people. Like, they got Trey Turner last year. Yeah. That was in the, on the Dodgers. Trey Turner's chasing his bag right now. He's making he's, a lot. He's get, making so much money. He had that slow streak, but they almost made it to the World Series. Mm-hmm. If, they don't make, if they make it to the World Series, it's kind of hard to, like, who do you root for because you got two m- teams that just throw money at people. Exactly. And I just checked it. The Diamondbacks are 21st in payroll. Yeah. They have the I think, ninth lowest. I think the Rays were, like, bottom two when they won the and World Series. Which is exactly – that's how the game honestly should be. It yeah. should just be teams that like, okay, we have a guy. We're going to draft a dude out of high school. He's going to go single A, double A, triple A. He's good now. Let's get him on here. We're not going to pay him a Max Scherzer J- JV salary. But if you bring enough guys into that that team like the Rays did, and you're going to have a real solid squad that can go out and win a World Series. 100%. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. Go ahead, Dylan. Going back to the Tigers, too. They had Riley Green, which they drafted, and now look what he's turning into. He's becoming a great baseball player. I don't know about you guys. How do you guys feel about Max Clark, 
that the first round I, draft I haven't, pick. I haven't seen enough of him, honestly, yeah, to give a judgment is, right now. I haven't. I can't judge on where he's going to go, but I know he is really he's good. He's a good baseball player. Mm-hmm. And I like what the Tigers are doing. They're drafting young players. They're building on. They want to win a lot yeah. later. Not na- They don't want to win now. And then the fan base goes back to what it was three years ago into a bottom five team in the MLB not being good. We want to go back to those prime Justin Verlander days. We want to go back to when we had a super team, but the, all those guys were brought up in Detroit and were drafted by Detroit, and we went to the World Series. We might not have won it, but we all want to go back to when we were that yeah. good. True, 100%. Yep. And, yeah, when you see that, it's that. that's what I'm like. Another thing about that is these teams that are literally like the Dodgers, the Mets, Eventually, they're gonna. Something's gonna happen. Something is gonna happen. You know it. They're gonna hit a brick wall and stop. Yeah. They're gonna lose mm-hmm. all momentum. They're gonna lose a ton of money. It's just not gonna go anywhere anymore. And then they're gonna be like a Detroit Tigers. Then they're gonna have to start start back at the bottom, and start rebuilding. Which yeah. I think the Tigers, if something were to happen like that to us, we're, that's not gonna be a problem. We yeah. have enough of a base to survive on, yeah. no matter what and, happens. And also, <laughs> players are getting older. And draft picks are getting younger. You're seeing kids drafted out of high school every year. You're seeing kids drafted first year out of college. Mm-hmm. The players are getting younger, and they're staying in the minor leagues longer. Those multi-million dollar offers are getting older. You look at Aaron Judge. He's he's not the young player that he was anymore. He's getting older. We're look. We gotta look at these teams as what they're gonna be in a couple years. Yeah. These and you have these kids out of high school that are looking as good as these college kids, like Max Clark, and and things like that. These teams are going to get old, and they're not going to be as good. And the and these teams that are staying in the rebuilding phase are going to be the best teams in the MLB. Absolutely. True. And now we have a little bit of time left. Let's switch over to some college football playoff predictions. Currently right now for the AP Top 25 poll, Georgia is leading the way with a 12-0 record. And then there's Michigan, Washington, and Florida State behind them, all undefeated after the, uh, after the regular season finished out. But I want to get some opinions here. Obviously, in my opinion, first off, I think Georgia makes it. I think Michigan makes it, obviously, after being Ohio State this weekend. Uh, yep. Unless something, a huge catastrophe happens in the Big Ten Championship this weekend against Iowa. Which, honestly, I think if you're going there, it's a waste of money. Don't, don't, even, don't even think about going to Indianapolis this weekend. Try to buy a ticket for the college football playoff that's refundable if Michigan doesn't make it. But, with that being said, it's going to be Georgia, Michigan. Then, you're going to have the winner of the Washington-Oregon game. Then it gets interesting, right? It gets very, very interesting as you go. That fourth spot is going to be a huge spot to be had. Does it go to Alabama? Does it go to the loser of that Washington-Oregon game? Because honest to God, even though Florida State won this past weekend, I can't put them in there. Yeah, they lost Jordan Travis. I you can't, can't put him in. They, listen, they he might was have, their team. They might have earned it, but it's going to be so hard to watch. It's going to be like TCU Georgia last year, where the where the Georgia players were on the sideline eating food in the middle of the game. It's going to be hard to watch. It's going to be embarrassing if you're a Seminole fan. I mean, I I need some opinions here. Give me give me something. Here we go. The the thing I have is there's a lot of what ifs going into this week because there's so many things that could happen. Georgia Alabama. Yeah. Alabama has looked great over the past couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. They have they look like they are have the caliber to beat Georgia this year. Georgia's looked strong, but they haven't looked like they have been the past two years winning back to back national championships. True. But Al- if say Alabama does lose, you you have to put Texas in over them if Texas wins the uh, Big Twelve. Yeah. Because yeah. Texas has that regular season win. Yeah. And but the thing is the college football playoff committee will not put Alabama in over Texas because then you're saying the regular season doesn't matter. 
True. Anyways, unfortunately, now it is time for us to end our podcast here today at Lake Orion High School for Sweet Seats. Don't forget to tune in next week on Monday, the 4th of December, where there will be topics that are sure to intrigue your interest. For Zach Hayes, Dylan Lindbergh, Rocky, a.k.a. the Italian Stallion Balboa Arredondo, I'm Ben Shadle. Farewell, folks. <laughs>